So Matt, what are we uh, what are we doing? What, what's going on? Hi Matt, good morning. So I thought we'd start. I wanted to start with the name. All right. I think there's going to be some questions about it, so I wanted to address them. So Matt, what are we what are we calling this show? We're going to call it Random but Memorable. I like that. I, I like that a lot. That shouldn't that shouldn't reflect you and me. I think it. I think it does. I think that this name works on a lot of levels. I I think we're both a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So yeah, welcome to the pilot. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's good to be here. This is this is fun. Yeah, fun fact: ninety percent of the people that downloaded this podcast have already stopped listening. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we we tried lots of names. And, uh, you know, we didn't like any of them. No. And so we, what we really want to do is, is make this a podcast that everybody can listen to. You don't need three-factor authentication on all of your devices to listen to That's this. That's true. Nor do you need to be like a, like a hardcore one-password user. Like, this is, this is a general security podcast. This is not, like, the one-password show. So with that, I think we can move on. I, I think so, too. What's what's next? It's uh, uh, what's going on this week. But actually, it's, it's you know, kind of what's going on last week. GopherCon. Yeah. We had a large number of people out in Denver. Yeah, about a quarter of the company, it turns out. Wow, was it? That's a, that's a ton of people. It was, I think there was, I think there was like 22 people out there. So just under a quarter of the that's company. That's crazy. So yeah, we, we, we built some really cool things for for this event you know we had all, all kinds of signage built we had a, a tv playing this this really nice video but the the main thing that we built was a uh we printed a giant carpet this thing was like five meters by three meters uh for people to race cars around the the theme of GopherCon this year was was racing uh last year's was space thankfully we we didn't have to launch a rocket last year <laughs> But yeah, like it, it, it was really cool, and I, uh, I can't wait to see it kind of overshadowing the floor space in the office. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, that's that's one of the the things that I was looking forward to because I did not attend GopherCon. But as I was looking at all the pictures from GopherCon, I was like, oh wow, we are going to come home with like some awesome new banners and decorations for the office and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of there's just going to be race cars in the in the office from now on. It'll be cool. It's uh, better than Nerf bullets that, that seem to be in the old office. Yeah. Oh, man, those Nerf battles got real, yeah. real violent. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was awesome to see people walking around in the T-shirt that I designed as well. Yeah, that, I couldn't believe how, uh, I mean, obviously it was, it was the conference shirt, so it was, it was really cool to see just a giant one-password look. It actually wasn't. Oh wait, really? We 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 printed out some some specific one password shirts for everybody. Yeah, we we printed out a couple of thousand and and gave them away to everybody uh, who wanted. Oh, them. I didn't realize. I, I thought that that was the official GopherCon T-shirt with the one password logo on it. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, the the people who went to GopherCon walked away with uh, several T-shirts. I think because wow. uh, there were Microsoft was there, Google was there, and uh, yeah, like they they walked away with a huge stash of. Um, that's things. great. Very so. nice. So the other thing that happened last week, Android. Uh, Android had a massive new release. Version 7 for uh, one password for Android, version 7. Yeah, it, it had some really great stuff in it. This is huge. Yeah, they, they, that change log, I couldn't believe it. It just went on and on and on. So much, so much stuff is in this release. It was, it was incredible. I mean, there's, it had a, you know, top to bottom design uh, refresh, 
just some amazing new features in there. Uh, very, very, very cool. And I'm, I'm really, really stoked for the Android team. The one thing that I love is the two new redesigns. Uh, so the lock screen, that just looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really nice to bring it in line with all, all of the other products. Yep. And uh, the item detail, which is the first version of the new style of item detail. Yes. Like when you go into an item, see all the details. Um, uh, yeah, that looks just, you know, looks stunning. Better than, better than iOS. We've got to we've got to kick up our efforts. I there. agree. I agree. Yeah, that that item detail design. That's something that you put together, gosh, a long time ago, and you've been saying like, this is what I want. This is this is what we need to do. And so it's nice to see see a version of that get out in the world. So the the main bulk of this podcast is going to be questions from our users. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if you are a user with a question, please uh, email us in. You know you know what, Matt? We should do it on Twitter. Okay, people should just post it. How about Tweet. You can tweet at the one password account, or you can just use the the hashtag ask one password, and we'll find it. So, do you want to start with the first question? Yeah. Um, so this is from our from our listener Rob, uh, and and Rob would like to know: I have an account for my work and for my family. Should I use the same master password for both? Now, Matt, I do use the same master password for both. I use the same master password for all of my accounts, and do you know why? One, it makes it incredibly easy to sign in to all of my accounts. And two, because of the secret key, the the decryption keys for all of my accounts are unique anyway. Because each account has its own unique secret key. So I can actually maintain the same master password and, and know that, that the decryption keys are going to be different across all my accounts anyway. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah. Like, m- remembering multiple master passwords is just, like, terrible. Yeah, no, it's a My, nightmare. Mine is, is like a long phrase. Yeah. And it you know, it means something to me. I've kind of jumbled that up. That's exactly where the name random but memorable comes from. Exactly. Like not all your passwords have to be memorable, but your master password absolutely should be yeah. random and memorable. Correct. Yeah. I uh, I actually used the word list password generator inside of one password. So uh, you can create passwords that are just a random mess of letters and numbers and uppercase and lowercase. Uh, but we also have a password generator that that takes uh, a whole set of words and creates random combinations of those words. Um, there's a, a semi-famous XKCD comic that talks about uh, correct horse battery staple as being a great password because it it's not something that anyone is going it, to... It's, it's basically nonsensical, uh, but it's easy to remember. Um, correct horse battery staple of course is now a password that no one can ever use because it was just demonstrative in that in that comic but i i used our password generator to come up with something and our password generator being it's completely random and it can still come up with some incredibly funny master passwords some incredibly funny generated passwords when you use it and so i I came across one that i was like oh that's perfect that's that's hysterical. I'll never forget that. And that's my master password. It, my master password is so great that it, I want to tell people what it is, <laughs> which, of course, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I could, and then I'd have to find a new master password. Um, but, yeah, like I, I think that that's a great way to get started is, is if you're not sure, use our word list generator and generate a three to four word password that when it goes, when it pops up, you say to yourself, oh, I'll, I'll always remember that. And then it's easy to type because it's just words and easy to remember because, you know, hopefully it's funny or, or meaningful or something like that. We're actually going to name our episodes after this. And it's, uh, I, I already came up with the the brilliant title of our first episode. Wait a minute. And that's correct. Battery horse pilot. 
I like that. I like that a lot. So wait, are you saying we're going to use the password generator to name our episodes? No, but it's going to seem like it. I'm going to basically take four words that we say and then make that the episode title. Oh, I like it. Okay, let's do that. So next question. People say I shouldn't use the Wi-Fi at Starbucks because hackers. But what if the shop is empty? And that's uh, Andrea. Uh, so I, I actually uh, found some of these on Twitter, and, and this was one of them. <laughs> and it, it, it always strikes me as, as people view security as like, I'm fine. And, you know, if I, if I just leave it and do the bare minimum, there's a lot of people in the world, I'll probably be fine. Are you saying like security through obscurity? Yeah. Like basically, if I don't do many things, there aren't many things that can get hacked. Right. Okay. Especially with with something like public Wi-Fi, if you like do the the bare minimum to protect yourself, it's like you know locking your car. It it you know locking your car it can still get stolen. People like Jimmy locks and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But if you do the bare minimum and lock your doors, it puts off most people. Right. So I think like a really simple. VPN app, whichever one you decide to use, um, there are tons out there, and you can actually spend like days looking at all the VPN apps and wondering which ones have logs and which ones have this and which ones have that. But like using one is better than not using one. It's exactly the same as a password manager. Yeah, I think so too. And and you're right. Like if you just if you just Google best VPN app, uh, you're going to come up with something instantly that you can just you can find. Uh, people have done. Plenty of reviews on this stuff. Uh, and you're right. It's like locking your car. Basic security when you are using a network that you are not in control of uh, will help you an incredible amount. So the next one comes from Bets uh, via Twitter. Uh, by the way, I love that we are just creating listeners for ourselves by pulling questions from Twitter. So these are people that don't know yet that they listen to the show. <laughs> um, and this person says, I just use the Notes app to keep my passwords. Is that Okay. It's, it's almost not a question. It's, it's almost not a question. I'm embellishing it. The, 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 verbatim, it says, I just use the Notes app to keep passwords. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think even the original tweet had a question mark. In <laughs> well, then it's a statement and then it's fine. I just use the Notes app to keep passwords. Um, no. Just no. Don't do that. That's not great. Um, the Notes starting in iOS... 11, 10, you could add a password to protect your notes. So I suppose it's better than nothing, but it's not clear that there's any actual encryption of your data going on behind that password. So uh, you may not actually be keeping anything safe by doing that. So it's really not, not a recommended practice. You should use a password manager. Even if you're just using iCloud Keychain, uh, use... Use something that is intended to store secure information. You use use the the password feature on the Notes app. If you have like a secret family recipe, you don't want everyone to know how to make Mima's cookies. Like, don't keep your passwords there. Even from a productivity point of view, like it, it's so much nicer to set up something like One Password or iCloud Keychain or anything else that's out there. Like, it's so much more meant for purpose if you just click on a login that you had and and it automatically logs you in rather than like constantly referring to this document yeah i've I've seen people use like excel spreadsheets for them as well i've seen people use trello and not realize that 
you know, Trello is public oh, gosh. to, to a, a lot of the boards. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've seen like Google searches that you can do that bring up just people's boards of passwords. <sighs> like j- just use something that's, that's meant for the purpose. I think honestly, like if you're even a, even a notebook, like one of those awful, like office Depot password notebooks is better than using one of these things. Cause at least that thing is completely offline and, and, you know, stays with you. Uh, it doesn't obviously doesn't give you any sort of random but memorable password generation, but but it's it's better than just storing it on plain text on the internet. That's for sure. I uh, I, I saw someone return one of those once, um, <laughs> and they put it back on the shelf, and they'd actually written in it. Yes. Like, I, I'm I'm totally serious. It was in inside this uh, British department store called John Lewis. They they sell them there, and uh, I I was I was joking, and I was about to put a one password gift card inside the um, inside of it. That's <laughs> so that brilliant. when someone bought it, they you know they might have a better experience. Um, and I opened it up, you know, joking with my wife, and there it was. Just someone <laughs> who had written, obviously their username and password in, and then and then returned the uh, returned the book. Maybe they returned it because they so, became uh, a one password customer. I, I I like to think that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably the best best outcome we could hope for there. <laughs> <laughs> so at this part in the show, usually we would have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the pilot episode, I, I couldn't, you know, rope anybody in. Right. Uh, so, so we're gonna, you know, have you as the special guest. Um, I think that that's incredibly appropriate. I, I think we're starting off the show with low expectations. Oh, so that's that's good. Okay. I mean, that's one. Okay. The first place I want to start is uh, with iOS 12 coming out mm-hmm. soon. One of the big uh, new features. That, that involves us is uh, password autofill. So why don't you tell us a bit about that? Password autofill, Matt, is uh, possibly one of the greatest things that has ever happened to 1Password for iOS. Uh, so starting in iOS 11, Apple introduced this new technology called password autofill. And at the time, it worked with iCloud Keychain, and that was it. And what it did was it went into your iCloud Keychain, and if you were on a website or, or in an app, and uh, there was a website associated with it, you could tap into the username of the password field, and right at the top of the keyboard, in what's called the quick type bar, you would see your credentials for that app or that website there. And you could just tap on it and log in. It would pull it right from your iCloud keychain and securely fill it into that app, and away you go. And it was basically uh, like the way 1Password works on the desktop, right? Because we have full integration with web browsers and stuff on the, on the desktop. Um, you can click on the 1Password button in a web browser and fill in your stuff. And it's great, and it's magical. And in iOS, uh, prior to Password Autofill, it was a lot of manual steps. I mean, you had to tap on the on the Shero, and then you had to tap on the 1Password icon, and then authenticate and find your login and tap on that, and then it would fill in into the website. Um, and with, with Password Autofill, it was just, it was great. I mean, it was just, it was magical. It just worked. It was amazing. And so... As soon as we saw this, we were like, well, we need we need that. And so we filed a bug, uh, a bug report with Apple, an enhancement request with Apple, uh, where we worked up a bunch of different design mock-ups about, like, well, if, if this was opened up to also work with 1Password, here's how we think it could work, and you could do this, that, and the other thing, and we presented them with, with workflows and, and UX and, and stuff like that. And this year at WWDC, they got up on stage and said, and now we're opening up password autofill to third-party password managers. So, And they used a screenshot of 1Password on stage, which was awesome. 
basically they took the enhancement request that we filed and implemented it for us. And so now, uh, starting with iOS 12, one password gets to play with password autofill, meaning that when you go to a website or you go to an app, if that login information resides in one password, it will now show up in the QuickType bar. And you can just tap on it, and it's your credentials are securely fetched from one password and filled into the website or the app, and away you go. And it's awesome. And it works so, so well. It's really a fantastic feature. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to... Uh to start using this on my on my main device. Yeah. I, I have not installed iOS 12 on my main device just yet, but I, <laughs> I know pretty much everybody else has. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I've got, for me, like I, so I don't, yeah, I don't have it on my carry phone, but that's because I have like a 863-day move streak with the activity app, and I don't want a chance that anything happens to that data with any sort of beta installations. So... Uh, I just keep that with the stable releases instead. But I've got, you know, three, four test devices around my desk, and and I play with those all the time to to see how the password autofill stuff works there. And it's really, really solid. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's especially tough when you travel. Like if I if I ever do any sort of international travel, like if I've got to go to Australia, I'm pretty sure that that will hose my move streak because I will lose a day in one direction and and will completely lose the streak. Right, so the next feature I want to talk about is one that I haven't had much of a hand in, but um, I've heard it's awesome. A little bit about uh, dark mode yeah. on Mojave. Yeah, so uh, starting with, with Mac OS Mojave, in this, this fall, Apple has introduced dark mode. And uh, you can go into your system preferences and enable dark mode for the entire system. And so prior to this, you could set uh, the menu bar as dark, right? And, and so you had a dark menu bar at the top of the screen, and certain menu bar apps respected that. In fact, 1Password does. Uh, it, it works with dark mode uh, in, the, in the menu bar with 1Password Mini. But with Mojave, we actually have dark mode across the entire system. And as one might expect, on day one, all of Apple's apps will have a full dark mode and it looks really nice like i'm i'm not typically a dark mode person i don't use it in in the menu bar uh but i've got i've got a mojave installation that i run just in dark mode and it's really really cool looking and it's got um they've integrated it really really well throughout the entire system and it's funny in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna refer back to something you were telling me about the other day like if you sort of look back at some of the design decisions that they've made over the past couple of years around iconography and, and stuff like that, you can see them setting the stage for dark mode based on some of those earlier choices. And um, it's really gorgeous. And so for third-party apps like 1Password, there's a lot of work to do there, potentially a lot of work to do there. And, and certainly for us, like we've, we've had a, a decent amount of, of things to change. Um, but on day one, 1Password will be fully compatible with dark mode it's going to have a really nice beautiful rich user interface that looks amazing uh in dark mode and so uh, i've been running some of the test builds and stuff that we've had out by the time this goes live we should have our first beta out that has support for dark mode so everyone who is running mojave the public betas of mojave can start to play with it provide feedback to us um it's it's been really cool i would be really interested to talk to some other Mac OS developers, some other third-party shops to see how their adoption of dark mode has gone. Because I know for us, uh, it's certainly turning on dark mode for the first time and launching the app, it drew attention to some of those custom user interface components that we had that 
you know, we were drawing by hand or drawing in code and, and worked really well in light mode. Like you can sort of get away with a lot more in light mode, but when you completely switch out the palette to a dark mode, um, these things stand out like a sore thumb. And so I would be interested to know, to, to know how some of the other apps are doing. And I, I'll be really curious to know what apps are going to also be there on day one. This is something that we, we've really committed ourselves to, uh, over the past number of years. If you look, starting with like touch ID and original app extension stuff that came out in iOS eight, like we were there on day one. And if you look at all of Apple's major software announcements and, and hardware announcements too, we've made sure that we have an update out for one password right alongside those that takes advantage of, of the cool new stuff that Apple's giving us. And I think that that's some of, that's a little bit of our secret sauce uh, with one password is like, yeah, if there's something cool and new that the system does, you can you can bet that you're going to be able to do it in one password. I mean, we were there with touch bar support and and uh, we're going to be there with with autofill and now dark mode and it's going to be really really cool. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how that turns out. And uh, I have one more question. Yep. Is the lock screen dark? Yes, we do have a dark lock screen. It's really neat. It's really really neat. So, what are we look are we looking at like people all right are these special guests going to be people inside of the company or are we going to be hopefully getting some people outside the company to come in and talk about stuff like what's the what's the hope here well you know even just based on what you just said i think it would be really cool to have some third-party mac developers uh come on and, and talk about how they're you know dealing with things like dark mode and other mac features and, and ios features like that yeah um i think it would be really cool to have some people in the uh, security community come on and talk about the the lighter side of, of security, like what consumers can do and uh, what, what products are out there to help them. I think it would be really cool to have people inside the company come on. They are going to hear this at the same time as it goes live for everybody else. Oh, wow. So I'm sure we'll get tweets from people inside the company as well as externally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really... You know, we're open to, to anybody who wants to come on. If you if you have a, a really neat one password set up, maybe you should drop us a tweet. Yeah, totally. Uh, so Matt, let's let's dive into the next segment. This is called Watchtower Weekly. Uh, now, we named the segment Watchtower Weekly because we have this this fantastic security audit feature in one password called Watchtower. And it notifies you if websites have been breached or if certain passwords have been have been revealed in inside of the breaches that happen at different websites. Uh, it notifies you of weak passwords and duplicate passwords and all of this stuff. It can really provide a very comprehensive audit of the information you store in one password. Watchtower Weekly as a segment is meant to sort of highlight some of the, the things that have happened in the world that are not great from a security point of view. So why don't you talk about uh, some of the news items that have, that have come out this week? It's been a pretty bad week, actually. Um, in the UK, we've had uh, Carphone Warehouse, uh, which they... You know, they sell phones. They used to sell car phones, and then they never changed their name um, or apparently updated their servers because uh, <laughs> people got in and lost a lot of data. Uh, Superdrug as well, um, which is like a, a CES. C- CVS? Or right, CVS. Or, or a Rite Aid? Yeah. Okay. Those. It's um, a drugstore. A, f- yeah. a pharmacy. An, an apothecary. <laughs> yeah, we 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 still have some of those probably. <laughs> um, in Canada, we have Air Canada, 
Um, they they lost like twenty thousand uh, details through their mobile app. Mm. They had a data breach there. Oh man! Uh, and it, there was an interesting one in China uh, where a hotel chain that has five million people's details, um, they they have their details now online for sale for eight bitcoins, uh, which, if I do my math correctly, is a, a lot of money. Wow. Wait, the hotel is selling this information, or it was stolen from them and now is being sort of... No, it was it was stolen from them. Oh, okay. And then the say, people who stole it, I put it online. I was going to say, this is, was this hotel chain hard up for money, and now they're selling people's information to recoup some some losses? Or no, this is this is a breach. This is The hotel chain is fine. They're on the up and up. Uh, someone is trying to extort them. Or Okay. That sucks. Yeah, it says uh, 5 million records, but I don't think that's 5 million people. I think that's uh, things like name, address, phone number, that that type okay. of thing. All right. Well, okay. So this is, I think that one of the things that you and I should probably touch on is, like, how does this affect, how does this affect people, uh, like normal people, and what can they do to reduce the effect on them, on themselves, when something like this happens? I mean, right, for instance, I have an account with Air Canada. Because even though I'm in the U.S., I periodically will fly to Canada, and I will fly on Air Canada. Uh, so I'm concerned that my information has now been—it's out in the wild somewhere. Uh, my, maybe my username and password have been exposed. I'm not saying that's what happened in this breach, but um, you know, what do I do if that's happened, Matt? So we have a couple of things that can help. Um, so they're all called Watchtower, but we have a couple of varying. Uh, levels of, of Watchtower. The first one is is inside the Mac app, and so you can you can go to that. Any uh, any logins that are flagged, you should you should probably change because it means uh, those those might be vulnerable. So you can you can look under the vulnerable section, and it will pick up things uh, that that have been included in breaches. Uh, or you can go online to onepassword.com, and if you log in there, if you if you have an account, mm-hmm. and um, head to the watchtower part of that. You can create what we call a breach report, and we can put some more information in the in the show notes. But essentially, a, a breach report tells you every bit of information that we have. Um, and the the source for this is is have I been pwned? Um, so it's a really really good reputable source. And basically, it'll tell you you know where your email address was was included in in any breaches and. All, all kinds of you know really neat details like that, and it it just helps you understand where your information was perhaps leaked. So f- for me, I combat that by trying to set up another email address wherever I sign into say a hotel or I sign into something that I don't care about. I use that secondary email address. It you know it it might not work from a security point too well. Um, but it does work from a people selling my email address kind of point. Indeed, yeah. And one of the things I wanted to touch on is even before a breach happens, the other thing you should be doing is using random, strong, unique passwords for every single site. So that, I mean, this is this is something that on this show you're going to hear us say a lot, and, and hopefully you get tired of it because you've just done it. Uh, but you should have a different password for every single site, you have. This is why using a password manager is is so powerful and so important. You set up a single master password that only you know. It's very strong. Uh, it protects all of your information behind it. Uh, 
And then for each website where you have a login, where you have login information, that's those use unique, you create a unique password for those. So in this case, for instance, with Air Canada, and it turns out that they are seeing, they noticed, quote, unusual login activity. And so anyone that used their mobile app, they've shut down their, or they've, they've locked their accounts until those people change their passwords. Um, if I... If I had an account on Air Canada that was affected here, I would know because I'm using one password that I only have like that that password is only being used in one place. And so what that does is, well, yes, my Air Canada account has been breached and is and I need to go change that password. It's a different password than I use for my banks. It's a different password that I use for my social uh, accounts and stuff like that. So my Twitter password and my Facebook password are different than my than my credit card uh, account password and my my checking account password. And now you've really limited your exposure so that if there's a breach somewhere, they don't all of a sudden have the keys to everything that you do. They've just gotten into this one account. And they can certainly do bad things with that one account, but um, you've, you've severely limited the amount of, of damage that can be done when you use a strong, unique password everywhere. That's generally what we're going to have for, for that weekly section. Mm-hmm. But one section that we don't have nailed down yet, and, uh, you know, it's okay. This is the, the, the pilot. We can get on with that. But... The section that we don't have nailed down is the light finish, right? It has to be like, it has to bring people up after the depressing news of like everything's been, been breached. You're right. Yeah. Uh, something, so something I, lighthearted. I've got two suggestions. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. So first one is each week or every, every two weeks when we record, we bring a snack that we don't think the other one has heard of. <laughs> I, I, I could do this all day. Like, we wow. have, um, I'm trying to think, like, now what snacks you don't have. We have hobnobs. Yep. They're pretty good. I, you I'm guys aware, don't have I'm those. Aware of hobnobs. Jaffa cakes. Yep. They're also, they're, they're my second favorite biscuity cake. My, my other thing uh, was to uh, bring a British place name and have you, have you say it. Because I thought that would be quite amusing. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's try. We're going to do that one right now. Send me, send me a message. I want to see, yeah. see what we got here. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's um, that's that's <laughs> that's. Is it Lowboro? Uh, it's not. It, I, I was expecting you to go Luga Baruga. Um, <laughs> but, oh, I'm sorry. Let me try it again. Matt, is that pronounced? Um, I believe it's Luga Baruga. Yeah. No, it's Luffbro. Luffbro. <laughs> nice. That's good. I like this game. We should do this. But this is way better than the food. So is that it? Like, is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, Rue. Love you too. Bye. <laughs>